This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Welcome everybody, here we are If you're joining us live, thank you for tuning in Today is Simon Transparently with my great friend Pepe Gauci You should be able to see him too, hey Pep Greetings Simon so this is uh, Simon Transparently, and the intention of this new podcast series is to really uh, dive deeper into some key core topics of what I feel uh, I'm passionate about and what I feel are also important for us as a humanity to explore. So I could share a conversation with this beautiful friend of mine probably every day and extract some wisdom and insight. But today I feel like one of the things, Pep, I'd love to dive in really about this regenerative lifestyle. And I think you're welcome to bring whatever you want today. But first and foremost, let's dive into that. And and I don't think we necessarily need to just do the usual, you know, the, the, this is Pepe, this is your background. I think through the conversation, we're going to uncover that. And also, at the end of this talk, there will be a beautiful, as always, uh, direction to where you can engage with Pepe more and uncover. But I want to utilise this time that I have now with him to really dive into really what's, uh, what's alive in us. And Pepe himself has just launched a new project in Portugal. And just the other week we were talking, and one of the things that Pepe always talks about or has educated me in is how to look at nature and let nature's wisdom teach us and give us solutions. And one of the words that we both love, which I feel definitely needs to be a bit of a topic of today, is resilience. So I'll leave it there with you, Pep, just to kick off with whatever's alive in you and what comes up in this moment. Thank you, Simon. Uh, beautiful introduction. And uh, thank you for just giving me direction as to where you would like the discussion to just jump off from. And yes, um, Simon just mentioned a regenerative lifestyle and just asked me a question there to kind of explore a bit where my inspiration into talking about regeneration and then a regenerative lifestyle so much. So... <clears throat> Just to give it in perspective on a human level, we go to sleep every day and we wake up every day, right? To back to life, to, to get back and to do what we usually do or if we start something new, whatever. So like when we go to sleep, that's kind of our resting period. Um, and our body is also using that period, even though we are not consciously here, the body is regenerating itself. You know, if we are, on, if we are in a healthy um, cycle, the body then uses that time to regenerate itself. Now when we wake up, we're waking up to a new day and that's a new chapter again. It's like a new life every, every day. Like let's, let's just keep it at there because every moment, every breath is a new breath, right? But exactly. we can even come to that. Um, however, like every day we are waking up to a new day and that for me is you know, if we are not waking up with a zest for life, to do something that we really have passion for, to to kind of really check in with ourselves today, actually I have a bit of a of a tight lower back and I really need to kind of check in there and see, you know, what's it telling me and why is it there. 
I've been doing a bit, a bit of hard work recently. But yeah. Yeah, I, just say, I was just about to say, that sounds like <laughs> you're speaking from direct experience. <laughs> the regenerative lifestyle, okay, coming back to that. When we wake up, if we are not happy, if we are not engaging in what we love to do and what we feel that, you know, we, we're aligned with, you know, to, to our core, to like, you know, if you love to do something and you're not doing it, there could be a million excuses why you're not doing it, but you are not really regenerating yourself in order to mm. do that, you know? And mm. what does that mean? It means that like, there are ways that can help you by looking, and I use nature, you know, I always use nature because, and what I mean again, because, because one thing leads to another, but I use nature as the mother, okay? Like when you're a child, what do you do? You look up to your mother, right? Your mother is like, if there's someone who knows everything about everything, it's your parents, right? Or one of them, or your parental figure, whatever your experience is. But nature mm. is our mother, okay? We come from a mother. We're, even though we're physically now two bodies, but we are still part of her, okay? We're still like, we still carry the energy that our mother has kind of given us through this birthing, okay? And then through also the teaching. And so where am I going with this? It means that I look to nature to see how nature kind of like in, in when you see a, a healthy ecosystem around you, that is an expression of nature as the mother being being alive, being lively and really giving of itself in a multitude of diversities of entities that are orchestrating life. OK, life as it was intended to be in the first place before we started to, you know, like uh, throw tantrums back at the mother and like, you know, so right, that's what we're doing as a, as a collective human species right now with our behavior. And that's why all these collapses are, are happening because the mother is kind of getting a bit angry back us and, and, and kind of mm -hmm. saying, you're going to get a slap if you keep on behaving like this. Okay, no one these days, you know, it shouldn't be done, right? But, but like in our old days, we got a few slaps, you know, like when we got out of line. And um, so regeneration is this, is like, how do we look into nature and see how nature regenerates life, wherever there is mm. something that has been um, either man-made or even nature itself can do it sometimes, and there's reasons why, but, but you know, it's another topic. Um, as to where something which is not in the norm of a, of a creative spiral going on. So in the normal um, graph of life, you know, when we look at it, there is a normal spiral of growth, okay, in nature. There is oxygen, there is carbon, there is water flow, there's water filtration, there's all these elements, you know, and exchanges between mm -hmm. different elements. And that is what creates life, you know, and we are part of that life, we depend on that life. When, when some mishap happens, you know, um, and something causes some, you know, some sort of disaster, there's ways of nature how it replenishes, how it regenerates itself, okay? And that's on a, on a macro scale of a, on this space, okay? But if you bring it down to also the micro scale of a human body, you know, when you hurt yourself or, or whatever that is, be it also mentally or physically, there's also these ways how you can then restart your regeneration process, you know, how to come back into 
into what you are kind of there to be, okay? And uh, most of the time we are bashing ourselves with the, the wrong information, like the, the wrong frequencies, and, and there's no right or wrong, but like harmful frequencies or harmful types of foods, which I don't really see them as foods, you know, they're junk. And ways of thinking that are not aligned in a mindset which are procreating, you know, and, and supportive. And um, certain rhythms that aren't really aligned with helping our bodies to feel good. You know, there's a lot of things that we do when I say we as a collective human species, and we are not then engaging in something that's regenerative, something that is then giving ourselves the time to heal from that and starts to regenerate and build ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, um, emotionally, in order to feel good, in order to really feel the purpose while we're here and come towards with it, you know? So... And to feel alive. And to feel, exactly. To, to, feel, to feel truly alive. Exactly, yeah. Right, so, go on, are you, are you finished? Because I, I, I just want to pick on the top, a part that you just mentioned, but if, you, if there's something else to add, please do. And so, yes, for me, this is what a regenerative lifestyle is, you know? For me, it's like looking at these, and then, obviously, for, for the people that know me already, I've worked in permaculture field and I use permaculture now even more than before to bring it more to the human level and scale and devise methods of how we can use permaculture design for the human scale to regenerate life basically yeah but why there because there might be some beautiful beings listening to us today and, and on the replay that don't really know what permaculture is and of course that's one of the key topics we will be talking about today as well so let's uh, let's give a little essence of your description of permaculture for us pep so yes um for those who haven't heard about permaculture before there is two words that are coined together there's the word permanence and the word culture or agriculture so, as I always say, we are dependent on agriculture for food, for recreation, for our clothing. Everything is coming. You know, we are not hunter-gatherers. We don't go and, and hunt a bear and skin and, like, wear the skin and live from it. We don't do that, right? We go, 99.9% .9 of the humans today go to shops, supermarkets, whatever, to get their food. And there's a whole line of energy that goes, that went into, but initially there was some form of agriculture that went in there um, usually it's conventional agriculture and conventional agriculture is very disturbing to nature's ecosystems for many reasons um, again I will not go into the, the detailed specifics of these for the sake of today but um, permaculture looks at the activities of nature and mirrors them through a design science and enables us to understand what nature is doing to create abundance, okay? And so we can look at these systems in nature and we can replicate them to create food, to create shelter, to create ecosystems around us that are prolific and abundant, to clean water, to have healthy soils, to have clean air, and not just for us, but one, for all biodiversity around us. So when we design systems in this way, we are also taking into consideration that there are other beings that need to also share the space that we live in, like frogs, birds, snakes, whatever it is, right? Um, insects, whatever that is. 
as well as for future generations. So we are not thinking about a quick buck, okay? How can I, you know, like grow whatever, if it's avocados and let's stretch the earth and just like grow avocados quickly because it's the new trendy thing or whatever that is, right? But let's create something that is going to yield and it's going to continue to yield and continue to yield for the generations to come if they keep on looking after it, you know? So it's it's a way how we can also extrapolate this intelligence from our ancestors and uh, blend it in with possibly, okay, not necessarily, but possibly with newer technologies today and make life easier and simpler and happier, you know, and cleaner. Mm. So like yesterday I was going for a walk and I was seeing all this plastic and it was just like, I really wanted to cry because it's so simple, you know, not to do these things. It's so simple, but we, you know, for some reason, a lot of people still don't get it today. And, uh, you know, we can design systems where that doesn't happen, you know, where you can walk and it's beautiful and clean and there's no none of these things, you know. So right. permaculture is potentially the biggest education that we should be having, you know, all over the world, all over the planet, from the miners to the elders, you know, we should be like really relearning all these methods and skills and ways how to enable a new currency, a new sharing, you know, where rather than destroy and compete against the forces and each other, you know, we go and what probably you're going to ask me about because you've heard me say this before, go in symbiosis with nature. We, how can we work together, you know? Yes, my favorite word. And we know this, and, you know, like we know this if we, if we go deep in our heart. And we ask, you know, how do you feel best when you are surrounded by people that you feel supported with and by? And that then they feel also supported by your presence being in there as a team? Do you feel the most courageous and alive when, when that is happening? Or when you feel like you are by yourself and just like always on the edge, whoever is going to, you know, like maybe get you in the back or whatever. Okay, like it's... Take from you. You know, it's it's simple, right? Everybody can answer that. So why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we doing that on all level of activities? You know, like if it's business, you know, which would be a very different sort of business. Um, if it's education, if it's whatever it is, cultivation, uh, transportation, uh, architecture, anything that has to do with human beings can be done through some sort of and some level of permaculture design and influenced by by the permaculture ethics right so okay lovely so there's a lot there i often say that to the beautiful people i speak to in these conversations because you know i i connect with people that have got a wealth of wisdom and a big thinkers and you know pioneers in their own right and that's very much how I see you as you know and and the inspiration that you've brought into my world so when I hear you talking even right now because it's still fresh for me in this moment I'm listening to you and you and there's a few things that come up so you know we like you described like when you look at some of the uh, the sustenance in our society you know, we know and many people listening to this podcast and, and even with us today live know that, you know, we can look out and we can see that there's certain uh, 
density or lack of nutrients in certain things, right? From whether we eat it to whether it be relationships to communication, you know, we can feel the difference. And then we can look at the sort of yin yang of that. And we can, you know, we, like you said earlier, we don't want to look at it as right, wrong, good or bad, or uh, from just from that perspective, but we want to look at what's actually happening from, from that sort of broader perspective. So when you, when you're looking at it from that broader perspective and you're looking out Pep and you have this vision and you, you, you see the potential, you see the, the simplicity in it, you, you live it very much in your own lifestyle and the way that you've created systems in your permaculture oasis for the last 14 years and now in the Ziban in your new project in Portugal, right? You're, you're seeing, you come into a space, you look at the land, you look at what you have, and of course you then think with this mindset that you have that you've adapted through nature through your insights and education from permaculture and and life in general and you look at it and you maybe you step back and then you you know you look at what's going on and you feel about the area around and then you start to think okay this might be good here that might be good there and you start to play right just to just to give give it a sort of um, essence of how you might engage with a, a piece of land yeah so then we go out into society and we look at society and we look at the systems and structures and I've, li- I've lived with you and been with you and I see how you drive around and you're like wow even like you just described now you just said yourself that uh, uh, you know you walk down and you see all this plastic somewhere you're like well that doesn't actually have to be there we could be we could be just doing this this and this back here and that would prevent this right now and then then we look at our society and we know that there's many scientists, there's many different people in the world that are exploring these systems, looking at solutions and trying to find solutions. <clears throat> and so I want, the question I have to you is, is it, just a, is it just a case of lack of education, lack of awareness that has created some of the let's say, imbalances that we are witnessing. That's one. Just ponder that for a minute because there's something else. There's a sort of two-part question. Or when we step back and look at from a broader perspective, is there a symbiotic relationship happening, even in what we might judge as right, wrong, good or bad, or that system doesn't work, or there's too much plastic, or you know, there's a problem here with the... With the um, you know, with the runoff of the water, so the soil's, you know, uh, depleting, et cetera, et cetera. Are we seeing actually from a sort of permaculture perspective that that's also part of what the whole organism is going through and a necessary part? Simultaneously, we're awakening to much more awareness that now the consciousness is birthing through us and wanting to bring in new systems, new ways of engaging with what is now before us. And that, that's when I look at, that's when I listen to people like you or other, other visionaries that go, wow, we can start to do this, this and this. And it's like, whoa, there's a whole uh, infinite possibilities of what are arising. Does it make sense what I'm asking? Yeah, there's a, there's, I think there's more than one question, as you said, and they're quite deep also. And, um, where to start? It's for me. It's like this. Um, you can also argue that plastic is natural, okay? Because <laughs> it's it's man-made, and, and we are part of nature. And then, like, if if we are part of nature and we produce plastic, then plastic is natural. You can right. You can argue that. You know, it's still like a, a hydrocarbon. You know, which was once cellulose, which was once uh, chlorophyll, which was once an algae. You, you know, you can go like that. And uh, right. in itself, in itself. Um, 
even though we are hurting nature, we are hurting that part of nature that is us. Okay, we are not hurting nature in the grandeur scale of things, because what's four hundred years for nature? What's a thousand years for nature? What's even a million years for nature? You know, it's a breath. Maybe not even, you know. So on the scale of nature and how nature evolves, it's nothing. It's just like mm -hmm. it's speck, you know. It's not even yeah. it's not even as minuscule as as one particle of of uh, of right. sand on a, on a on a huge beach. But for us, you know, and for the pain that we can um, possibly avoid and avoid for our next generations, you know, and if you believe in reincarnation, you know, that's something which it's up to you. You, you will be avoiding on yourself when you come back <laughs> in another life form, you know, or in another human being, I don't know. You're avoiding that on yourself, on the experience that you're having to go through. And even if you don't, if like if you see like you go to a beach to enjoy the space and leave rubbish behind, uh, you, are you going to go there again and enjoy it the same way if it's full of rubbish? It doesn't tally up, right? So there's obviously then coming to your other question, there's a lack of awareness for sure. There's a lack of awareness and there's a lack of integrity and there's a lack of consciousness and there's a lack of connection also. And so... This lack is coming from somewhere. Where is this? It's all a lack, right? So this lack is coming from somewhere. And is it stemming then from us being, being brought up in a way that is like educated in order to be competitive rather than educated to be part of something bigger? And so can we then call that as an education? If I've been indoctrinated by methodologies to compete against you, to be better than you, to have more figures in my bank account than you. And just like, is that an education or is that something, you know, which I would use a different word for it because I would. It's not an education for me. And for me, like the, the kind of anger at the same time as fulfillment that I felt when I came across permaculture first in my life, because I thought, why didn't, why wasn't I being educated this subject at a younger age, you know? Why was the subject not the first subjects that brings all the others, mathematics, physics, English, history, whatever it is, why wasn't this the main umbrella subject and then everything just plugs into it, you know? Because this right. makes so much sense, you know? I understand now how important it is to, to understand, to, to make use of physics, for example, you know, because I can relate to, or chemistry or biology, you know, because I can understand how these things can tie up and, and make so much more sense on a larger scale of a vision of things, you know. So if it is, uh, you know, even if we are to construct a, a place where we work together, I'm sure everybody would like to have clean air and nice, beautiful sounds and a place where they can go and maybe relax even. You know, th these are all simple methods that they could have just been done, you know, as part of as part of the whole design for our infrastructures, you know, methods of... Right, and I want to I I just jump in there and say what's so beautiful about that as well, when we think about us as creators, right, and we think about us that... Uh, our thoughts, our words, our, our intentions design life, right? We design our life through that. And it's like, it's so interesting that 
even like like you say you're breaking it down to even the environment that we want to be in we 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 didn't know or this is I'm speaking for myself now we didn't know that we even had that power as designers right that's just popping up but carry on yeah exactly this exactly this so uh I remember saying this a while ago to you um that a system is only limited by the imagination of its designer or users, okay? So right. we we know, like from this saying, I can like go in deeper exp- explanation about this, but when we design something, um, say we design uh, a town, for example, if the person behind the design and the, and the person that's kind of... Um, uh, paid for someone to design it. They don't have the clear vision and intention of what this is all about. So in this term, and you know, a lot of politicians and, and planners, um, they don't have this understanding and vision for making something so more in, uh, of an integrity with nature. If they don't have it, they cannot do it, right? Or right. even if they don't have it and, and I have it, I could I could start to... You know, if someone like me is asked to do that, we could start the conversation going that way. We can start by raising the awareness, right? So right. this is the importance of podcasts such as this to be to be shared by people because that is how that is what we're doing here, right? We cannot we can only bring a horse to the water, but we cannot make him drink, right? And Right, right. And then go on, go on, go on, go on. And so like we me and you don't have the power to go and change a, you know, like a, a city, whatever, but we have the understanding and the tools to do what we can to raise that awareness. Right, and this is the but this yeah, and this is this is the reason why this comes up is that we look at we look at systems, we look at uh government systems we look at societal systems and then we of course as you would describe you bring that back and you look at the systems within ourselves in our own makeup in our own physiology and and, and biology and so on and then we look at the uh, makeup of uh, the, the broader nature um, and then as we've noticed when you see those beautiful images that you see the internet sort of as an image and then you see the human brain right in a, in a, in a scan and they look almost uh, the cell looks almost similar and then as you know if we start to talk about mycelium and and um, we, we probably talk a little bit about um, you know the mushroom and um, fungi and we start to look at this interconnectedness of everything and then we look out in the world and often, often, and I'm, I'm maybe generalizing here a little bit, but we look at the current structures of our society and we see it as, you know, as you mentioned earlier, competitiveness, domination. I mean, at the moment, we're, we're speaking at a time when at the moment we're in, you know, mass house arrest and there's like so many, I mean, for example, with what's going on right now in the world, and we, we're not, we don't have to talk so much about this, but we talk about pandemics or we talk about these problems. And I've been listening to people like Zach Bush or you or Charles Eisenstein, some, some other key figures out there. And we look at how we've responded to this. Yet if we responded to it from a broader 
systems perspective, from a permaculture perspective, and I'm sure many permaculturists out there and other other beings out there also like sit there going, oh my God, but this, 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 there could be so many, this, this systems could have been orchestrated and organized in such different ways that could have actually benefited all of us, right? That's one way of viewing uh, what's happening in our society. Like when we walk through a city, like as you know, you walk through a city and like, why haven't they ever designed like this, that, like there's no green or there's no, there's no, there's no, uh, whatever, rain capture, whatever the, the things are. You're like, what was the, what was the consciousness, the intention of creating structures and, and systems in the way that we had? And then, you know, I know that's a, a bigger conversation. We can look at economics, we can look at money, we can look at all these, the, the different reasons why. But where I'm at right now is like, how do we see that interconnectedness of all, of us? And I'm really passionate about Pep how as within, so without, as above, so below. So as I, as I start to re-educate, as you just beautifully said, and I start to look at me as this, 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 this part of the system, right? How, how can I actually, because you said, oh, we can't impact the big town or whatever like that. But actually, if we come back to that, that, that essence, it's only through we as the in, so-called individuals of the collective system that are going to create any real huge transformation of the whole anyway. Well, that's how I'm, I'm just, that's what's coming up for me now. Right? What's coming up for you? Again, it's, uh, it's what, what you're doing and what I'm doing. We're doing our thing, you know, like, and we're doing our thing because we feel that that is why we are here, you know? And regardless right. of, regardless of whether we will, reach the target or not you know it's irrelevant we're still doing it right we, we we believe that we will yeah and we go for it but we do it on a day-to-day basis you know we, we we just and this is what you mentioned about like people that are like the pioneers they just do it you know because they trust the calling that they're here in this human being form and what they have kind of looped in from, from the cosmic energy to kind of bring forward as a message and share with the world. And also, I feel that part of the, the dilemma that we face our, today is because a lot of people haven't yet awakened to trusting their calling. And, and that's where the confusion then starts to grow on a collective also, because there is so many people that hate their job that you know hate the way they're living hate the space that they're living in um and they're still like in fear to take any action about it and actually and actually don't often have the choices actually the 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 imagination as you said earlier you mentioned the word imagination and don't have the 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 imagination seems to me from my perspective, has almost been um, calcified. Yes, yeah, it's it's actually true. I mean, this is I and I remember from my younger days when I was seventeen years old and uh, I didn't want to go to university, and I remember that you know at that time you had to go and register whether you wanted or not. It's like you go and register that you're unemployed if you've just left school because. Then they call you in to offer you a job. And uh, they offered me a job as a clerk with the electricity company of the island. And I went for the interview 
and a a year before I had met this person who had had a huge influence on me to go traveling and he gave me this travel guidebook to India which was a, an old lonely planet guidebook which for me was like this huge treasure this is what I'm doing next you know so he thought, oh, I don't have any money um, and I used to do just water sports in summer and then this job came along and I said cool I'll take this job and, and then within one year I'm gonna have money to go traveling you know and for me, it didn't matter what, what the job was. I was just because I was going for my target and I had a set target in my head that I'm just going to do it for this. And I went for the job and the amount of faces, unfortunately, and I like, I really love the people around, but a lot of them were like weighed down, like with the energy that they're like not really happy with what they were doing. It was just like a monotonous kind of four o'clock, everyone's there by the punch card, ready to punch their punch cards to go out and go home, you know, kind of thing. And, and it's like, whoo, and I'm surrounded by these people, beautiful hearts, beautiful human beings that I really wanted to, you know, like to, but because I knew that for me, it was just a small time frame. I was there to just cash in on it and get out of there. I was zesty and, and vibrant. I was still 17 and like, you know, and uh, I remember... Yeah, you're not zesty and vibrant anymore. You're just not <laughs> zesty and vibrant anymore. That's, so, that's, completely, that's completely gone, I can see that. And so for me, it was like, it was like, I wish I can help these people, but, but you know, you can only help them by being yourself and sharing of yourself. And um, anyway, besides that, that story, is that like, you see this everywhere, you know, you see this everywhere. And... Uh, I remember I like I did this and then as soon as I said listen guys I'm going to leave okay I'm going to leave because my dream is to go and this was in 1997 we didn't have internet we didn't have emails we didn't have facebook you know to 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 write to your mom you had to write a letter or send a postcard or you have to get on the phone you know like and go and I didn't have a mobile phone you have to go and put coins in a phone at the time you know or go on a call back and they call you this was this was how it happened at time no instagram and stuff and uh <laughs> Good. And so, like, and so, you know, everyone around was saying, "What are you? What are you doing? You going to India? You have a job here that that's gonna be for your life." I'm just looking at them like, man, <laughs> that's terrifying. You know, <laughs> would I want to be here for another few months, let alone my whole life? <laughs> you got What are you doing? You got a job for life. But they, 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 this is. This is going to carry on. This is such a great point. And so, yeah, well, long story cut short, I applied for unpaid leave. They didn't grant me the leave. And I said, listen, leave or no leave, this is the day. This is on this day. I will not be here. And so that was it. I bought my ticket and I just went ahead. And, you know, and as soon as I was in India, I felt at home. Two o'clock in the morning, first time out of my country. And I'm just like in this Pahar Ganch area, monkeys and people by a fire outside. And I felt so alive because I, even though it was you know, like unheard of at the time, you know, like there was very few people that, that I had met along the way that as soon as I decided that, that had been to places like that. And, uh, and for me, it was just like magic, you know, because I was following my heart. And this is yes. it, like, you, you know, you know as well as I do that the moment you really follow your heart and you step outside that comfort zone of like having that paycheck every month and just being so secure, even though you really hate what you're doing, and uh, just being confined in that in that in that system that like you found yourself in, whether you know because you know through pressure of parents or whatever that is, you know that could be a million reasons. Um, yeah. But but yeah, and I and I understand that some people now are caught. You know, there are parents; they have to you know provide for their for their kids or whatever. 
but there is still things that can be done you know there i'm not saying for people to just like let go whatever and just go and jump off you know but there is a lot of things that still can be done in order to enhance your life and move closer to what you feel in your heart you're here to do and live a healthier yeah, and, and more sustainable life lifestyle right and and actually yeah this brings it lovely round actually so so just yeah, I know, like, whenever we come together and talk, I know we can go, you know, we can uh, uh, cover great ground and, and just, you know, again, keeping in alignment to the sort of uh, unlearning and the re-education of uh, regener- regeneration, um, resilience, permaculture principles and ethics, keeping that theme, because this is really what you've embodied, but you embody so much more. So I just want to throw this in there for people listening. You know, Pepe is a, is an avid surfer, you know, and he goes out and, and he has a deep connection. Like he was one of the first p- uh, people I met who actually talks to plants and has an engagement and, and a respect with what I would have just called at the time plants, right? It would be like, oh, it's just whatever, talking to a, whatever, a weed or whatever, yeah? But like, you know, when I met Pepe originally, it was like all of a sudden he had a much more reverence, a gratefulness and um, much more respect to all life. So, um, and, and why I want to bring this in is because I want to back, I want to backtrack and I want to make sure that everybody listening is that we're not here to tell anybody, I'm not here to tell anybody how it is, how it only is and how you should be. Um, But what I am inspired by, and that's what this podcast is really about, is to awaken the heart. You know, the beginning of the the, the jingle says awaken in the heart of humanity. And one of the ways that I feel we can do that is if we start showing up and sharing ourselves transparently and actually looking at you know, the messengers, the the expressions of the divine that are communicating to us. Now, of course, when we get into discussion and we get into debate, everyone's got an opinion. Thinking can come from everywhere. You know, everyone's got their own perspective. They're in their own dream. And you can't change somebody's dream. Everyone's living their own dream, right? Simultaneously, we're interconnecting with everybody else's dream. And so right now, if we just talk about right now, Pep, on the planet, you know, there's a, you know, whatever's going on with this uh, pandemic, uh, whatever it's being termed as, the, the shutdown and the fear and everybody wanting to go back to how it was, some having great shifts, others, others like, you know, completely stressed, some killing themselves and so on. And if we just look at our life through the choices we've made, um, yes, there's some restrictions happened, but ultimately you are engaging with life very similar as you have done in the, in the, in the seven to eight years I've known you. And I, I'm having the same experience in the way that I've been living for the last sort of uh, uh, several years, other than there are restrictions and there's other things happening and, and so on. And why I bring that in is that I want us to, oh, I want you to talk a little bit, Pep. I didn't also tell everybody that Pep is also, you know, I think one of the things that has contributed to, his awareness has, has been this sense of uh, meditation. So dropping, dropping behind the stories, dropping behind the, the the current narratives that we all latch onto and think that's that's all reality is. Yeah, and I know there's a lot here, Pet, but I want us to I want us to bring in this sense of um, personal responsibility, even universal responsibility, when it comes in alignment to 
living in symbiosis uh, with nature. Thank you, Sam. So actually what just came up, as you said, that is like I know you for all these years and you've known me for all these years and we both can say to each other that we're both hard workers and we both like show up and we really go for it. You know, we're not like we don't. Of course, we take our time and, and we enjoy life, but we don't spare the horses when it comes to like going for it, you know, in our respective fields. I can safely say that. Yes, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes. Okay. Sorry, thank you. I was in agreement with my laughter, for sure. So, so... I think that there's already a number of years that like both of us have been just going and exploring further and going deeper and, and you know, making making lessons, mistakes along the way and then just learning and, and kind of, you know, getting the feedback and, and delving deep into the feedback of whatever that is. That is. And uh, I've also had two businesses that went down exactly. with, the, with the COVID-19 pandemic exactly. scenario. So it's not that I haven't been affected. Of course, I've been affected, you know, but... Who hasn't? But the thing is, like, what do you do? Kind of, how do you, how do you get get around what's happening? How do you re reshift your your i you know your focus even when it's being disturbed from all <clears throat> from, sorry from all frequencies around that you try and check in what's going on. If what's going on is doom and gloom, do I engage and feed even more into it, or do I say, hang on, but it's not all doom and gloom. You know, like if I go for a walk in the valley right now, um, it's not all right. doom and gloom in there. It's doom and gloom within right. the confinements that society is imposing right now, right? And like if I have to be in a in a flat or whatever and I cannot go out, yes, there's a bit of... But then there's still ability even within that space that you can connect. And that is why it's so beautiful to just hear you say and bring in into the topic the meditation. Because wherever you are um, and even more so with all the challenges that, that we are facing, meditation is, you know, a, a big discipline to, to embark on, you know, because when you come into that space, you feel that that's, that is where we truly are, you know, alive. Everything else is, is kind of mm. the drama of life, right? Even, mm. even what we've been talking about, exactly. doing, it's all the drama of life, right? Exactly. But the real essence is in... And that is like, as soon as we open our eyes and we start to project and coming out, then right. we start acting, right? But the moment we right. go inward is the, the moment we switch everything off. And then we come into this space of bliss when we are, you know, meditating properly. And, uh, and, uh, and not having to say that you cannot still meditate if you are aware and you are awake and you continue with that meditation in your work. Because that's also, you know part of meditation is to bring that energy into whatever you act, you know, into whatever you mm. you decide to do. But mm. the meditation starts from inside. So like, how can I go inside and check in and find, you know, like and clean that, that altar inside my heart and and like really be in gratitude to, to life, to whatever even is happening. You know, even if I don't know what's going to, you know, if, if, for example, I knew a year ago what's going to happen tomorrow and then the next day and then on what I'm doing on the weekend and today I can't because I don't know what's happening tomorrow. Can, how can I still deal with, with this like big kind of insecurity in position from 
from my phone and the news and the government and the legislation, the police or whatever that's you know going on around. How can I deal with that and still mm, be at peace beautiful. with myself, rather mm, than just beautiful. like rather than just be in this fear or in this agitation or, or in this anxiety because I right. don't know what's going to happen. In reality, we never. You just knew took the words out of happen. my mouth. You just took the words out of my mouth. In reality, we just perceived that you knew what's going to happen. Now. We're getting a bit more aware that we don't know what's going to happen. And that's scaring yeah. the shit out of a lot of us, you know? Yeah. And so, like, my, my sharing to, to, to whoever's listening on this is, like, actually, we never knew what's going to happen. So let's be in gratitude to life and let's just, like, share even a smile to someone who might be, you know, like, going through a little bit of a hard time. Because with just a smile, with just that energy, you know, like, coming from the heart, it, it, it's going to be felt because... It's what's real. Beautiful. Let's take a nice deep breath in on that. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I love I, I love how we we bob and weave and we come back we come back to center actually. We come back here and I love how you describe that everything, you know, is the play, right? Is the Maya, is the is the drama. And 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 at the same time including the whole of that as part of our um, experience because it's also, uh, it's very real when you don't have the reframe or the reference point that we're also pointing to today. And I think that's one of the things you've always done for me, especially through your your um, connection to uh, nature. And, and actually, I would, I would tell me if this is true for you, but I think that the more that I've become aware and looked into nature and through you and others that have pointed out the, the, I often call it like a fractal of, of, you know, how the shapes and the, the colors and the, and the wonder and how it's all, it's all enmeshed together, this interconnection, you know, I always, I always remember the game that you, you teach on your classes with the, with the string linking to everything in nature that is connected. And the minute you break down one of them or you neglect one of them, the whole system crumbles. Yeah. It's such a, a such a beautiful uh, example of the intricacies of how, you know, we rely and depend on everything in the sort of, you know, the, 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 the nature, the physical. And so when I look, when I, when I have that awareness, I'm kind of constantly tripping, you know, it's like I'm tripping on the wonder, the awe, the mystery, the, the, the vastness. And then what happens from that place as I've, as I've been welcomed into that place, and I'm very blessed and grateful that, that I get to perceive reality in this way, or, you know, a, a fragment of reality in this way, that something happens, Pep, and I want to, maybe I want you to talk about your personal experience to this from meditation or or whatever arises for you, maybe connecting to the surf, um, is that there's certain actions that cannot take place when that awareness is ignited. And, and it feels for me sometimes what I witness, it's not about like, it's not them and us or they're bad or they're unconscious and we're conscious and oh, I'm, I'm the awakened one and they're, un, they're asleep and they're sheep and I'm, I'm all like, you know, it's none of that, it's none of that shit. It's just more... the appreciation of this fleeting moment, right? It's like, it's so damn 
I, and the word you used, it's, 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 it's alive, man. It's a, we're alive, you know? And it's like, when, we're, when I'm in that, I, I kind of like look at some of the things happen and I'm like, wow, why, why do we even, as a collective, put so much focus and energy into some of these things? Not to say oh, my way is the right way, but it's like, that it's almost like futile why it happens, but at the same time, it must be part of the system. So that's, that's kind of what comes up for me. And I, I, I guess I also look at these different frequencies there vibrations that we emanate in and that there's multiple like frequencies and dimensions playing out all at once and I feel sometimes Pep it gets a bit confusing because they're all sort of woven in together but simultaneously they seem to be at different vibrations (laughs) that's what comes up for me (laughs) yes um Again, and uh, <laughs> we can go on into this conversation. And, and part of my part of my life, a big part of my life, um, has been, you know, like molded and become part of me through following uh, meditation. And my meditation is rooted in Vedic wisdom. And in Vedic wisdom, there's explanations that to all of this. It's it's to to those of listeners who don't understand what the, what this is is like the Vedas were these scriptures um, that came to us human beings thousands and thousands of years ago, and they had already explained like it's like kind of a blueprint um, as to what goes on in this dimension in this dimension that we live in, and how there's cycles in time, and these cycles in time are like thousands of years old. Eh? We're not talking about five or three or ten years here. And that the the world that we live in, the planet that we inhabit, goes through these cycles in time. And there will be those cycles where there's this confusion and there's this, this communication that goes on. And I know you you like part of your work is all about transparent and open communication and getting to the clear picture of it. And the intention is one, right? The intention is to come to clarity. When you come to clarity, then there is no confusion. There is no duality. You know, there is no like, of course, there is duality in the dimension of the cycle that we live in. Like there's the night and the day. There's the sun and there's the moon. There's the male and there's the female. There's whatever it is, the dark and the light, right? But when you come to clarity... Even though you are still physically within that dimension, but your clarity has taken you beyond that. And yeah, you still work at that level by bringing compassion to others, by, you know, creating a habitat that is enjoyed by other beings and gives a space for people to come and feel the love that you bring into that space. Yeah, through permaculture, Mm -hmm. this is what I, you know, and the food that we grow in in such a loving way and why we talk to plants and why we we grow plants without harsh chemicals and so on. But anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked. But beyond all that is, is to come to clarity, right? So meditation, understanding, awareness, communication, bringing us to more clarity so we can go beyond that duality, you know, that that kind of being on that, but coming into where everything is unified. And in meditation, you have the ability to experience that. And when you experience that, you know that even though there might be all these energies at play because they're coming from this level of duality, 
you know. But beyond all that, there is none of that. It's, everything is unified. Everything is one. But to really embody that is something else, you know. Even in meditation, right. like you go and you experience that, and then you come back in life, and there's a tendency for the duality to pull you back in into some of the frequency, right? Whatever is happening, you know. I just got a call now from someone like with with this energy, but like then the choice comes back into our court, whether to engage and how to engage or whether to disengage completely or if mm. I'm going to engage, can I engage with a certain level of awareness that doesn't really suck my energy down? And exactly. How can I just play at it while I'm at it, but be of an awareness that, you know, I'm I'm actually and I'm not in an ego way but I'm I'm in an awareness way I'm beyond all whatever that's like happening that right. might be disturbing okay not to saying right. that we are yeah. not here to of course we are here to experience that's why we came in this life yeah yeah it's that, it's that beautiful saying isn't it I love it is that beautiful saying is that I'm in this world but not of it it's that it's that sense of really being there, but with the awareness and not and not allowing also the center of that knowing, it can never be disturbed anyway, right? That knowing can never be as disturbed. It's like the you know like the truth. It can it cannot be disturbed. And the outer play, the outer Maya, the outer drama, as you described it earlier, the outer turbulence, the noise. This can also then also be witnessed from a greater awareness, which allows it not to have such a, an impact, a detrimental impact on our being. We can actually show up with much more uh, ease and grace. And I love the words you use, a little rhyme was coming into my head, but it's like, you know, with clarity, we see beyond duality, you know, because it's like, um, then we can, yeah, we can, in fact, this comes full circle back to you and permaculture. And we see this, dance taking place this we see the we see everything mirrored to us as as we as as we um as we open our eyes and actually what's coming up right now is i think i'd like you to to almost bring it full circle because it brings us back to the soil and as you were speaking and as we've gone on this journey together a, a thought kept popping up from um i read uh, uh, some of the writings of jiddu krishnamurti at times and one of the things he says is that thinking cannot solve our problems, yeah? Because the, if, the, if thought could solve our problems, it would have already resolved them, right? And, and it hasn't. And, you know, and it, the, the, they're going to keep re, uh, repeating themselves until there's a different way of engaging with the problems we have and coming at it with different solutions. And the reason why that brings me back to regenerative lifestyle, permaculture, nature and so on is actually it's i i don't know what your thoughts are on this thoughts thinking but i i don't know what like when it's like nature speaks to us without words without thought <laughs> yeah it's yeah that's what's coming up for me so it's like if we go back to what permaculture is pointing it's saying you know that that divinity that divine it's showing you everything and it's not wanting to get into a big discussion and it's not wanting to get into a big analytical dis, uh, debate. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is, well, there are thoughts and there are thoughts, right? There is that thinking which which can be an avalanche, you know, <laughs> and you just like cannot get off it because you're in a roll and getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the confusion and the mess. 
and there's the there's the other thinking as in like if you are listening to nature and understanding through the language that nature speaks and right. and adapting that language into whatever you are doing that's another right. form of thinking okay for me right. for me right and i like that because it, it's actually you you know what you just popped up you said i love it you said it's not thinking it's another form of thinking but you said it's not thinking it's listening i love that it's listening isn't it it's listening to nature to the to what's already wanting to speak to us but we have to quiet ourselves and we have to quiet that turbulence as you describe in order to actually hear yeah and that is <laughs> that brings it back also to like one of my beautiful studies which i which i had when i was when i was in, in university um was uh and i studied ecological architecture um, with sacred spaces and that's also that goes in complete congruency with permaculture is where we come into a space and if you had the ears to listen to music you can enjoy that music but if you don't have the ears or if you don't have the ability to tune into that frequency then you cannot enjoy that music and you will bring in the chaos that you, that you carry on okay into that space so most of the people nowadays or for quite a number of years are bringing that noise into the space then rather than coming in gratitude and respect and listening to nature and then seeing what nature is is telling us to to develop in symbiosis with it so it's the heart and the mind. The mind is coming with that confusion of thoughts, okay, and wanting to be bigger and like skyscraper and bulldoze everything and just bigger and bigger and bigger. It's the work of the thought, the ego, right? Where it's the other hand is, is the heart. The heart comes in there and listens and looks and feels and just takes its time to observe and see what wants to be buried out of all, all that, you know? Mm. And in that way, this is what permaculture, like for me, like I like to really bring out in the courses and the experiences that I like to, to serve to others, is let us cultivate the ability to like remove that thinking, that head, you know, that wants to, you know, I want this, I want this house and I... And like coming to that ability to tune into those frequencies to really beautifully engage in what's alive around us or what nature wants to birth, you know. And we can have beautiful, cozy, comfortable places with great food and ability for water and other beings to participate in that. And you know as much as I do because you've come up to the space that I've, create, I've created. I didn't create anything, but like I worked with nature to co-create, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I did a lot of hard work, but I didn't create it, okay? Um, exactly. So, and and what, what now is happening here at Z is like taking the time to like, you know, like really looking and, and listening and feeling the difference in temperature and seeing what what really is resilient as a plant and you know, this year there was frost, for example, and there was some that, that didn't do so well. So really observing all these, you know, to understand what is really going to be resilient in that space and what's going to yield and what's go what nature wants to grow more of, you know. And how could I live, live in here in a way that I don't 
impose, you know, anything about me into it. Yeah, I've created a space to live in, but it's very harmonious with the environment. It doesn't stand out and it's not, you know, um, intrusive on nature and it's like not bombastic. It's just a humble space that, you know, I can be here and I can look after the soil and I can, you know, feed other creatures through the work that I do and f feed others and give others the experience. So this is the difference, right? Right. So, yeah, so the difference is, is like, how am I, how am I contributing to enhance, to enrich, to, to, to co-create and, and support all, all, right? How, how is my thinking about all for me to we, right? It's, it's about, it's about all of us. And then, and simultaneously, how can I learn by humbling myself, by stopping, by slowing down, by listening? Because also when we ask to drop into the heart and it, feelings are always required more slowness to drop in, yeah? Thinking is very fast, it's very active, you know, the analytical mind is off, it's in high beta, beta waves, high beta, right? But to drop down into these lower brain waves, to connect to ourselves, to feeling, and then be sensitive to our environment, sensitive to the requirements of our community, of our of our towns, of our cities, and so on. I mean, this is a this is for me revolutionary um, uh, being. This is for me, you know, this is this is true um, uh, alignment and connection. And I, again, I want you. I really just want. I want us. There's still a few things I want to grab you on today. And I know we we've been going for about an hour, but I, I want to. So just this thing you mentioned again, resilience, right? From your experience, Pep, just how are you seeing that right now we are in such a beautiful opportunity? Like as much as it might seem like so much is crumbling, actually, the way you just described that the plants didn't grow this year because of the frost, but, you know, with the eyes of resilience, it's like we become resilient by the challenges of our adversity, right? So... Uh, what I said was that some plants didn't make it, you know, because of the yeah. frost. Or I don't know if they made it yet because I haven't seen them yet in the coming season in spring. If I see them coming back, then I know that they went through a hard time and then they came back. And that's what that's part of resilience. You know, you you, you take a beating, but 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 you kind of weather weather to it, and you weather right. an ability in your genetics that you can, you know, you can go through that storm. Okay, you go right. through that bad, bad, not bad, harsh weather. Okay, yeah, challenges. And so that is what resilience is, right? It's uh, like going through an external force that wasn't there, and somehow you manage to either go around it. So this is also part of the Eastern philosophies of like not go up against it, but like to go around it and like manage to just go beyond it okay so to speak so you move so you move with it it's like you work with the like like in tai chi and you work with the energy right exactly exactly so that's part of and and on a collective scale um at the moment we are we are still not going with it we are fighting it right a lot of us are wanting to go back to, to the old normal we just like we're fighting it we are not like finding a way of how to go with the energy that's hitting us right now, you know? And, and so as long as we're remaining in that, we're just still going to create this friction. And like this energy is much bigger than us, 
on a human level. Right. Okay. So right. there is no way that there is going to be back to normal. Right. There isn't. You know. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It's like this, this moment right here is done. It's part of it's part of what's happening. It's part of you yeah. know it's gonna go in history. What's happening? It's just like yeah. we have to learn how to go around it, you know. And um, of course, governments and you know authorities have their own ideology of how to go around it, you know. Yeah. Um, but there might be a time when governments would say, you know, like we actually weren't going around it in the most efficient of ways, and we have caused, you know more fear and more friction to the collective rather than a congruent flow to shift from one space into the other, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, may, may, maybe that will become a, 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 a common narrative we shall see. <laughs> but the thing is this, that, like, of course now that, you know, we have cultivated a society of competitiveness and stuff, and then we have to impose even more force to regulate and police people because people are not going to be listening, you know, especially people that feel like cheated and hurt and loss and, you know, like uh, physical illness and, 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 you know, no insurance, no ability to, to just cover their costs because their businesses right. are closed down and they don't have food to put on the table for their children. Of course, it's harsh. And it's like right now it's, it's all of this is just a big test to the resilience of our ability to go through that, you know? And how are we doing it? And again, when when I look at permaculture, I see the answers in there. The quicker, yes. the way that we can, you know, start to bring it down into these um, principles and ethics and bring it home and, and give back power to the people to solve these problems rather than govern them and make them do things which, you know, they wouldn't naturally do the quicker we're going right. to emerge from what we are faced with right now, you know? Right. Beautiful. Yeah, and it also feels like, again, when we, when, we take, when we claim back this personal power that you're pointing to, when we claim back our own resilience, when we claim back this re-education, right? and, and like you said so beautifully earlier, that if you'd have known this, if you'd have been re-educated with this as the foundation, permaculture principles as the foundation, and then we would, we would, we would be able to link all the other factors in but we know we know if we look at how education has been designed it's been to feed a society of a beast that was created in order to you know support each other that was a system system that was working but we're now seeing a system collapsing and we're alive in that time and so this is a very very beautiful pertinent time for us to rise up and say we don't need to be governed like this anymore we don't need systems like this they don't serve us doesn't mean they're not going to still be tried to be created or other pioneers that are called pioneers out there you know the elon musks the, the 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 people out there that are creating huge systems right now in space and through military and so on and so forth they're doing their thing but still there's multiple space for new systems to emerge especially in times of great crises there's great opportunity for people to re-educate themselves to come back into this uh space of center and today for everybody listening you know we've spoken about meditation resilience we've spoken about perma permaculture we've spoken about you know silencing ourselves so we can listen more so we can come back here stopping pausing 
taking a breath, going for a walk into a valley, going to be with a river, with the trees, just, you know, detaching from the turbulent noise and the myriad of stories that are playing out. And all of these stories, no matter which way you look at them, they're not all true. There's a lot of lies being projected left, right and centre. And we have to be the ones that decide and decipher what feels true for us. And we can't do that if we're attached to certain beliefs that are false or we're attached to certain um, uh, needs to control from an egoic perspective, right? But what, what I feel is coming up for me today, Pep, is, is that, yeah, that, great, that greater call um, back to the source, to the, to the center, to the, to the, actually to the soil, in fact. And I just re- recently watched, for everybody listening as well, I think you know, Pep, um, Kiss the Ground, uh, which is a documentary. And it was, you know, again, this, uh, I'm listening to Zach Bush talking about the innate immune system and, and this uh, Kiss the Ground was about the soil, you know, soil regeneration. And, and I loved it when I heard them talking so passionately about the soil. I was like, the soil is our soul, right? It's like, it's all in there. And, um, and that links into a load of other things. So yeah, so Pet, maybe, uh, I don't know if you want to just like maybe give essence of the, the, the principles of permaculture for people because they might be super intrigued about it. And then I'd love you just to talk about, in the closing, a bit about Z-Bar and your new vision and where, where you're sort of, where you're taking this sort of, you know, last 15, 16, 17 years of, of experience and, and what you're wanting to birth into the world through Z-Bar. Thank you. So, as you mentioned, that soil and soul they're not very different right as well it's in the english and i love english because there's a lot of hidden messages in there but for me right. also like soil is very similar to the skin the skin of our bodies you know for me soil is the skin of the mother earth you know and mm. you know what happens if you irritate your skin or if you brace your skin or if you get sunburned you know it's not really right. it's not really pleasant right and right. and exactly what's happening to us as organisms, we go through the shit that we're going through right now in a collective is because we've been really embracing the skin, you know? Beautiful. We've really been like crushing, crushing it down, you know? And, and uh, through the activities of the collective competitive mainstream capitalist society that we've been going through. And, uh, right. and so this is what's happening now. And yes, soil is the soul because soil in the, in the, in the topsoil, and the first few inches of topsoil in a healthy ecosystem, there is like millions of beings in there. That's what's keep it alive. So it's these beings that are actually the biodiversity that one, the ones that we don't see are the ones that are responsible for everything that we see around us, you know. Mm-hmm. And we are like really like killing these guys murdering these guys through, you know, like the activities, through the way that we've been developing the relationship with the ground. And so we're destroying all this. And obviously, if you destroy the basics of stuff, what happens? Everything that's on top of that basic is just going to start to crumble down and we're going through it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and oh my God, I'm so, I'm so loving. Don't stop because, you know, I'm getting super inspired as I'm hearing you. And like we walk around thinking that we're so privileged and we're not murderers, right? I just had this pop up. Like we're murdering the soil. I love that. This is, these are the beings that we are dependent on, you know? And uh, right. uh, recently, like we started some gardens here at Zibar. So I'm going to come back to that. And, of course, uh, in your flow. 
there's there's some of it which we just and the, when I when I bought the land here, um, it was just the person that had it before. He used to like use some chemicals to spray. Luckily, he had already been a number of years which he didn't do any of it when I got it. You know, and I I from my experienced eyes, I can see which weeds were growing, you know, around and what they're telling me and so on. And I looked at the soil and I said, okay, let's design some beds. And uh, we put some like really nice compost into the beds and everything. And I also put some other stuff growing just into the soil as it was, okay? The difference is just insane. The ones that were growing inside the beds are just like, with, with the ones that we put compost in. So in compost, we have the same living organisms, bacteria and fungi that really make the soil alive, right? So we really need to resuscitate the soil. And and the way that we can do it is through permaculture design. It's through like really composting whatever we can compost, creating more carbon into the soil, giving the landscape a design where it can really harvest and harness water beautifully, clearing all toxins from around us and through in that doing, we could just resuscitate the earth in in no time at all. Really, we have the tools to do it. And so Amazing. it's just, it's just an, if we just switch it on, all we need is to switch it on. So if like, if the powers that are governing right now had to really switch it on, we could just reverse it in, in days, you know? There's yeah, enough people and enough technology around us and enough resources to do it, you know? And within days, we could start that. seeing, seeing a, you know, a resuscitation coming back. Within days, we can see this. Yeah, imagine if that was the, that was, not imagine, we are the imaginations, right? We're the dreamers of the dream. So like we're, we're dreaming it in right now. It's like that as a, as a collective focus, forgetting about all these charities to keep going up against the, uh, the red tape and challenges, like just come back. I love the word you're using, resuscitate, resuscitate. It's such a beautiful word, isn't it? It's like to give life again to life itself, right? It's like, and, and to, and to give the soil to the, 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 and give ourselves, I love how you describe the skin, the soil, give our soil regeneration, life. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, when you like <laughs> put some lotion on, like nice almond oil on your skin and you feel like your skin is so good, that's exactly what we can be doing, you know, with simple methods to the whole planet. And like, you know, maybe you've watched a movie and you've seen someone that went and their heart stopped and everyone's looking at the screen after they resuscitate. And the first thing that starts to go and bleep, bleep again, the joy of everybody on the screen that comes back, yeah, back to life, you know. This is the joy that we could just be having, you know, when we start seeing these systems come back to life and nature responding, you know, and like... I love it. I love it. I'm just buzzing. I'm, I'm seeing great visions of like even even how the 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 the, the planet itself, the organism itself, working with the organism. You know, like you know, keep talking about bloody profit and gain and building and concrete this and concrete that. Like, what about working with the organism and 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 having this direct connection to the greater organism that we are? Wow, this is like. You know, this is this is for me. Uh, yeah, this is consciousness coming through. You know, because you and I are conduits, right? We're just we are just cells, 60, 70 trillion cells pulsating this intelligence, right? We're pure divine intelligence, and this consciousness is already coming through. If you and I are speaking about it, and you've been speaking about this for many years, 
it's coming through. And I, so in fact, whenever I speak to you, it's, I like, I'm like this anyway, but the, the trust in the knowing that, as you said earlier, the mother, she will take care of herself. Yeah, what, and she is. Of course. And that, this is coming back to the conversation that we were having before. Like, so what I mean, what I mean to say is that we do what we do, you know, trusting that we're at the right place at the right time doing what we're here meant to do, regardless of how far that's going to reach within our lifetime, regardless of that. Because, again, in nature, there is no, no time as 50, 60, 80 years. You know, what's that? What's exactly. that? nothing. So it doesn't matter, you know, if I lose this physical body, and, you know, that work still needs to be continued for nature. It doesn't right. really matter. And I'm part of that right. grandier nature. I'm not this peppy and within the skin, you know, separate right. from Simon and separate from whoever else, you know. Exactly. We are all part of nature. So we are all one at that level, you know. And when you break through that awareness of, of uh, sorry, of that limitation of, of your awareness of being part of the whole, then you're beyond your lifetime, right? Then you're beyond your 50, 60, 80 years, 100 years, whatever you're going to live. So you're doing whatever is meant to be done right now, trusting it's been good. And this is what also now this new project Z-Barn is about. It's like continuing. Yes, bring it in. Bring one, worked on one place for 18 years, another two years, another three years. It doesn't matter. We can go around and now I'm here. We're doing this work here. We're resuscitating another another patch of land, showing how it can be done, you know, in itself, it starts to call others to come here, feel inspired and see how they can be part of, you know, like maybe take it elsewhere or maybe bring in their resources to say, okay, what do you see next in here? Okay, we see another hundred acres around us becoming forest. Okay, how much is that going to cost? Okay, one million dollars. Let's do it. Boom. And then like, you know, the, the resources are there. And the vision is yes. there. It's a matter of doing the work yes. and being aligned with the heart and doing and going forward with it, right? So this is what Z Barn yes. is about. So I didn't think I was going to buy a barn. I never thought of buying a barn. But uh, the adventure, I'm going to cut it short. When I came here, I came here with the intention of like, I'd love to find some land close to the ocean where I can surf and work, you know? And I'm not going to go to the whole story, but uh, you know, you know how it happened few days later, because it was less than two weeks later, I ended up on this land and I felt it in my heart, like this land was really calling me to be here. And uh, so within a few weeks, we started like to explore ways of, of the purchase of the land and, you know, the whole process of that. Yeah, yeah. But this is, this is, and listen, wait there though. I don't want you to, I don't want you to uh, undermine this so much because it's something I want to bring into this for people listening, because, you know, I always want to support the inspiration of others to step out of their comfort zone right that's one of the things that i love i love uh, welcoming change chasing so i'm going to just give the essence right so one of the things that i said on the lead up to this talk and not today but i think it's valid to say right now is one of the things that i've always admired in this beautiful friend of mine that i'm bringing to your ears today or your visuals if you're watching us is when Pepe says he's going to do something, he does something. He has a drive, a motivation, and this stimulates me because I love people that are driven, right? They're driven by something far greater than themselves. And that's what I see in Pepe. And so it might sound like, oh, yeah, I just went to a piece of land and a piece of land was calling me. This was a conversation and a, um, 
a change that had to take place in many, many layers. You know, Pepe has been committed to a land and a piece of land for many, many years, which was, you know, which was where he put all of his time and energy. But there was something calling him saying, no, I've got to, I've got to branch out of here. Something else is taking me. I know it's like maybe near the ocean, like he just said, and I don't know where, but, and like are other people involved? Nobody's really showing up. Okay, I just got to follow my instincts, follow my intuition. And he just goes, you know, where are you? I'm in Portugal. What are you doing? I'm out with these locals we're just like riding horses and sends me pictures of him riding horses with these locals and like how did you find it oh well i bumped into so-and-so so-and-so told me about so-and-so and now i'm over here and i'm like what all right and it's like and then and then it just goes on and on and on like this and like one thing leads to another and this is the beautiful thing that i want to bring to people listening that when you dive into the unknown as we know it's all unknown and you trust and follow your heart as pepe's been saying today one thing leads to another synchronicity abides and all of a sudden we're in this beautiful um you know you are actually we're being carried by creation itself and and so i, I wanted just to give that a little bit more gravitas pep because you was underplaying it a bit and i know we can't talk about everything that's happened but you know now i mean i went to visit peppy a year was it a year ago i come to visit you uh, a, a year a, yeah so it's about a year ago yeah, I went to visit Zibar in the very early stages. And now, you know, with Pepe's dedication, hard work, bringing some of the locals in, he's regenerating this whole space so that it can be where he shares the wisdom of permaculture, where he shares what's possible. So I'll let you continue from there, my brother. So, yeah, sometimes, like most of the time, your intuition is, is you know, can be loud, but it can also be very subtle. And that uh, sometimes is a subtle voice, you know. And, and this is where meditation brings you is to realize when that voice is actually that voice and to trust it. And I was like, I remember I had been looking for some land and, and none of them ticked all the boxes that, that I kind of felt that it needed to take for me to make that move. And then I, I said, okay, time to take a break. Went for a surf. I'm changing into my wetsuit and this guy comes along with his dog and he's changing and we look at each other and say, yeah, man, how's the wave, blah, 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 blah. And then this voice comes and tells me, like, tell this guy that you're here to find land and what, tell him what you do. And I just said, I'm like, blah, 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 you know, I'm so-and-so and I'm here, like, would you have any suggestions for me? Because, like, there was this friendly, you know, like, uh, engagement between us. And this is why we're peddling out, yeah? We're peddling out. He said, man, he said, go up to this place in Bahil and uh, you'll find some old man over there and just go have a coffee and, and I'm sure, you know, you can get you can get through to somewhere where you'd like because, you know, there's a lot of old farmers there. And so two days later, it was raining. I had another friend who came to, to surf also and visit. And like, it's raining today. It was really misty and said, okay, let's go and look for this place. I went on Google Maps. I couldn't like, because I got the punctuation wrong. So I could never find it. I said, okay, so let's just like go with our flow. We go to our flow and all of a sudden we see the sign, Baril. And as soon as we see the sign, like 100 meters down, there was an old man and the voice came again. That's the old man he told you to meet. And like, I jump out of the car <laughs> and I got this old man. This old man says, I'm broke speaking to him in my broken portuguese and go swim vengo me yeah come with me let's go i was just like it wasn't that easy it's just like it takes us to a cafe and he brings me a cafe <laughs> <laughs> and he goes like he goes like wait here wait here and he just disappears and then these guys with the horses come along and like my friend went to take a picture and they're going like 
come in here on our horses. Like, it was just like riding with them. That's how it all happened. And then we ended up on their farm and there was this big feast. And, uh, you know, two days later, the guy who had the horses and stuff, he comes and brings me here. So, yeah, it was kind of this fairy tale, like kids kind of, I, I, I didn't want to bring it out, but, you know, you brought it out. So, yeah, yeah, but you know, you know what as well? This is the this is sometimes what people don't get to hear. These are the parts that they, these are the enchanting parts that that captivate me, Pep, when when we when we go on this adventure, this hero's journey, when we when we say yes to life, you know, when we when we tap into that aliveness, as you say, and, and we just trust this, it's just phenomenal how the it all opens up, it all flowers. And there's also all these all these like uncertainties, yes. And there's always like this this thing that's gonna crop up. Are you crazy? You know, you've been working all these years, or you know, more than eighteen years, you've just put all this energy and stamina and money on another piece of land. What are you doing exactly. here? You don't know the language, you don't have people that, that know you around here. What are yeah. you thinking of doing? And all this is just coming exactly. up, you know, like or, or exactly. whatever. Yeah, wait there, wait there. So this is good. This is good again for the listeners. So, so when that comes up, Pep, what, what's your, what's your point of, uh, yeah, what's your response to that? I know. I mean, I, I might know the answer, but what's the response for people listening? When, when you, because that happens for everyone, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, this is for me. It's like checking in again and see, like, okay, where, if I, if I like, okay, I'm hearing this noise because it's noise, um, but if I'm hearing this noise, is it, is it? coming from a place of heart or is it from my my mind you know like and then if i'm there and i'm like connecting around me and i'm feeling good um i feel good it's only if i start to like then thinking and going into that those noisy thoughts that so it's coming from there when it's coming from there i don't listen to it you know Mm. I just go ahead with my intuition and I'm not saying it's, it's, it was easy and I'm not saying it was like a plain sail that just like through an airy fairy. It wasn't, but it was still, it was still where I was meant to be and what I was meant to do. And I know that. Yeah. yeah. I, right. Yeah. And because you know that in that moment, the willingness to do the work is still there, which is, which is what you do. Because again, I want to say for everybody listening, Pepe works and he's he's persistent and he's he's diligent and and that's also part of what meditation brings. It brings diligence. It brings uh, discipline. It brings this desire to to follow through and follow through is required. And so so often we have ideas to follow something that comes up and we just stop. You know, on the first few steps. And I think that, that lastly on this, I just want to say that. Pepe is a, a change ch- a chaser because change is like it's the it's the own, one of the only constants in life. Yet we all instinctively avoid it. And yet, when we can start to embrace change and see the challenges as opportunities and the lack as opportunity, and then rise, then all of a sudden the fruits that we bear are are, are just so juicy. That's my uh, my my sort of breakdown. So Pep, just bringing us in because I know that we're gonna swing. So tell us, to get, bring us into Z Barn. And I love what you said a minute ago. You said easy. Easy barn, right? Bring us into bring us into Z barn and just a, a little bit of your a little bit of your intention. I know it, it could go anyway, but like, where, where, what's the what's the intention then of Z barn? So right right now, right now, after I get off with you, I'm gonna have a drink and maybe something to eat, and I'm gonna jump in the barn section, planing of the wood, man. 
I'm just like getting it's work. It's still being have to be done. And at the moment, like right now with this lockdown scenario, I'm by myself. Um, there's also my partner in here. She's helping also in the gardener in the garden and like some friends that come and give a hand every now and then. Um, but we're not many people, but, uh, you know, we're still doing the work. And I say, listen, this is what we have today and this, you know, we have to deal with and we're going to do it. Exactly. And so there's a barn that has now segregated in three sections. One of it is going to be a workshop to build stuff, create stuff. The other big section is going to be turned into a full on um, biodiverse, superfoods, productive greenhouse. And then there's another section that I'm working on, which is the dormitory for people that come to experience a course or have a permaculture experience so that they can stay in. And apart from that, we're also working on the gardens. We're planting diversity of foods. We're doing some other alterations to the landscape. I'm building the composting toilets, building the showers. And then we have another piece that is going to be a full food forest. So we've started there putting the pioneering trees and also some sacrificial trees, um, which are the pioneers. Um, and we started also making, building carbon by getting a lot of bamboo. It's not bamboo, it's kanyash, but like we broke it that down and, and chipped it all down so that we, you know, we will have a lot of material carbon to feed the soil, right? It's the skin lotion. And uh, so nice. we're working with all of this right now and hoping that within the next year we will build this fusion of an airship container home. So it's going to be a fusion. And this is for not, not this year. I think it's going to be next year. I'm going to also then do a live experience course for people who want to learn how to build to come and learn how to build this like new beautiful new, new design that I'm putting to between a container home and an airship to grow food within the space and have a comfortable space to live in. And then we have also beautiful. a geodesic dome that's going to come out here. It's going to be a space for we also will be also showing people ways into meditation, practicing yoga um, and practicing mindfulness, basically. So all of this beautiful. is part in the pot of the Z-Barn. I love it. I love <laughs> it. The Z-Barn sounds Z place to be. <laughs> it's buzzing. And, uh, 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 and, uh, and I want to I wanna also uh, throw in there to people, um, um, we just launched uh, the Be Love Tribe online, which is kind of like an online retreat center community vibe because Dara and I don't have the capacity of space right now, but we want to bring our friends and like-minded pioneers together under that uh, roof online. And Pepe is going to be hosting um, his beautiful um, online education there at the moment, which he has. You can also access that through Pepe directly on his website because everything him and I do is, is cross-pollination. So Peps, um, just a little essence of, because people, I know we didn't talk about all of permaculture, the principles, the zones and stuff, but maybe we can do another talk on that um, another time to be more specific around permaculture for people because I want to spread that education far and wide. But now people get an essence of you. I'm hoping that some people want to explore you more. So um, there's a Pepe, in my understanding, and of course, I'm probably quite biased, as you know, I love this man and this being. Um, but when it comes to growing, 
you know, I've seen just beautiful produce and I've seen super, uh, super food growing through a business. Pep can describe it for you, but, you know, creating a business from um, growing superfood. So, Pep, can you tell a little bit about your two uh, courses and, and just how um, people can engage in that? So, yeah, and before I come to that, because you, you mentioned beautifully, like, about permaculture and being such a broad subject and such a big subject that yes. sometimes it can be overwhelming for some people um, that come across it for the first time. And this is exactly why... You know, I had a choice when I decided I'm going to put the first online course. And I, although I wanted to make an introduction to permaculture and a permaculture course, I said, hang on, what right now a lot of people need is just a really quick way of how to grow some superfoods at home, especially if they're experiencing lockdown, especially if they're experiencing um, inaccessibility to great food. And so I was just like, hang on. I can teach people how to cultivate sprouts and grow microgreens at home in very simple and quick ways without having to go through hardships, without having to have, you know, a lot of stuff and materials and tools just with, you know, little space and little time, seed and water and some, you know, little gadgets and glass jars. You can have a farm at home. And I experienced this myself uh, over many years and said, like, why didn't I not think of this before? Like I could really relay all this experience and have people benefit from it, you know? And it's a, it's a, a great time to understand the importance of food sovereignty, right? And the importance of having organic superfood. And we call them superfoods because they have so much vitality, you know? Like sprouts and microgreens have up till 20 to 30 in some places, even like 500 times more nutrient than from the conventional vegetable okay so this is 500 is insane right it's insane um but usually it's between the 20 and 30 times more nutrients in in a sprout or a microgreen rather than in its full-grown plant okay and then if you compare that to the conventional one like between an organic to a conventional one in some in some ways it's like 500 times more because the conventional ones are are just boosted with you know synthetic fertilizers and they don't really grow with the full spectrum of nutrients that that would have otherwise grown in an organic way, okay? The plant hasn't absorbed all that from the soil because it isn't in the soil in the first place and it's been boosted to grow really quickly with just a synthetic fertilizer, right? So it really really looks good and big and shiny, but it doesn't encompass that spectrum that your body would love to absorb from the food, right? And so, mm. so this is so important to understand and it's so much overseen that like we have the power with, if you engage in a course like this or if you know at least how, you know, but, but you, can, you can just start this little farm at home with just as much as like five minutes a day. And I'm not kidding you, five minutes a day you can have, you know, a, a good abundance of food that you can feed yourself and your family. Yeah, well, I need, I need, I need to do this because I'm not doing this. I want, I want, I want your superfoods at home. And, and and also, I just want to say to everyone, listen, this is not some like podcast that we're doing just to lead up to sell you a load of shit and buy you into something. Like Pepe and I just show up fully in 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 this place of offering, and it's been it's been such a long time. For many years, I've tried to encourage Pepe to do stuff online, and he's normally always on the land. This is a whole new thing for for Pep in the last sort of since this uh, lockdown because he, he two of his businesses shut down. So to actually grab uh, the wisdom that Pepe shares is is phenomenal. 
Um, really phenomenal. So pe- thank you for creating them. And yeah, just well, just just drop because I'm just I'm I'm just mindful of uh, the time right now. So just drop the uh, where they can engage with you on that because just and also did everybody if you're hearing did you hear the excitement in Peppy? I've never seen somebody so excited excited growing superfoods. No, I, I've been there. I've been in your greenhouse. I love it. It's amazing. So many people comment so beautifully when they come in the greenhouse and and they like blown away by the colors and the flavor and the scents first and then the flavors right of, of and for me it's like become part of my life of course this is just part of my life and uh but when i see that excitement of people the first time they come in or even the second or third you know if they haven't been there for some time it's just like wow you know like people can get really excited about this and and for good reason you know so why not share it and like if this is the tool right now i know i had resistance in the past to a certain degree, I, I really needed more hands rather than the resistance to do it because I was more called to do the work outside rather than integrate this platform and put this video and show how it's done and then like fix it in a funnel and put it on a website and then, you know, all of this. But yesterday we had a webinar and there was about 25 people on the webinar and, and you know, it's just like, and then towards the end, everybody's there, no one wants to leave. I was just saying, like, people love this, man. <laughs> of course, it just, like, stimulates me back to just, like, give more, obviously, you know? Like, it's, exactly. even though it went on for two hours and people are still there, they're not bored, but they're still like, okay, what else, you know? It's like, that's great. And, and, <laughs> and people come in on the course and then I can interact with them and I can, like, see how they're, how they're going and what they're doing or, or you know, if they, if they want more advice or whatever, I'm there. It's great because it connects us and it creates this beautiful relationship where I find the people that are interested, you know, I'm not going to go shouting, Hey, you have to do this. No, you know, it's just like create the space and like make the call. And then whoever comes in and just joins in and creates that relation, just like what you're doing with the beloved tribe, right? You're creating the platform after all these years of work with people and relationships with people and open communication and transparency and exploring the body as to what wisdom does it bring. For me, it's like now you've, you know, we're facing whatever we're facing and we go around exploring how you can create still that space for that energy to still continue to grow. Exactly. And this is, this is just just like magic, you know, like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. It's magic because we are the magicians, right? We are the magicians. That's why we're here. We are the magicians of creation. I love it. We play, we play our role. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Exactly. You know, you know when you're in that, you know, when you're in a symbiotic relationship. Those that hear the call, hear the call. And we all know that we find who we need to find in the divine moment that takes us where our heart is calling. There will be a lot of noise, but trust your heart. (laughs) I like that. That might be the title. There will be a lot of noise, but trust your heart. Okay, Peppy. I mean, you know, I've just been playing with you and it's been amazing and, and I appreciate I appreciate your uh, uh, your friendship. I appreciate you showing up, educating me, sharing your gifts with the world, allowing consciousness to flow through through you, doing what you've needed to do and continue to need to do to get out the way as best you can to let the truth to come through. And um, yeah, I just appreciate you. I appreciate you as an inspiration and as a as a co creator of this beautiful world that's already here. As we remember that the soil is our soul and the flesh can be taken care of in such a 
Mm, beautiful way this reminds me of my 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 training of go touch yourself it's the same thing man it's all linked i love it <laughs> boom so for everybody out there that's been watching or listening thank you so much for uh, tuning in wherever you are in the world i hope this conversation has inspired you in some way and if it has leave a, a comment share it with a friend you know how it works keep shining and keep following your heart thank you so much yes we can mm-hmm. talk about permaculture another time <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of simon transparently this podcast is a call to action a call into sovereignty a call to speak our truth and love ourselves fiercely and for us all to rise up together as love If you are resonating with my offerings, you can support me by becoming a patron, for which I would be deeply grateful, and you can access more of my content at simontransparently.com. You can also join our online community at thebelovetribe.com. This is where we get to be a little bit more intimate, share our gifts, and practice what it means to be love. This is our time to rise